Uh-huh. Don't stand there watching me, following me, showing me what you can do. Everybody let go, we can make it in the just like a circus. Okay. I think that was enough. Yeah, it's a media circus, you guys. So that's why we chose. Yes. Mm-hmm. So welcome to Superior True Crime Podcast. I am Carol. And I am Stephanie. And today we have another horrible-ish. It's horrible. It is pretty yeah. horrible. So, case. Okay. Anyways, what are we talking about today, Steph? Today's episode covers the crimes, and we're going to put some quotes <laughs> there. Alleged crimes, of, maybe. Yeah, of Wallace de Souza, who was a police officer turned politician and then became a TV presenter. His name and face became headlines in Brazil after he was accused of being the ringleader of organized crime in Guro Amazonas and of committing several crimes so that he would have material for his show, Programa Canal Livre. Canal what? So, Canal Livre. Uh, okay. Livre. Okay, Livre. Livre. Yeah. Livre. Uh, with a V, yeah. like Victor. Don't do yeah. like other shows that mispronounce things. <laughs> Carol. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> why is this case relevant? Well, as if you're a Netflix addict, you might have seen that there's a new Netflix show coming out called Killer Ratings, which mm. is all about this case. And being from Brazil, such as we are, we thought that we could give you the accurate information on this because we can read Portuguese because... Most people don't know this, but Latin Americans speak more than one language. Yeah. Um, Many languages, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. yeah. So, so if you want Portuguese. that information, you can get this information through us. You can exactly. trust that we're relying truthful stuff. So Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we can bring you the facts brought to you by uh, sources such as Global, which is the biggest yeah. uh, news media in Brazil. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know it's going to be accurate and you know we're going to pronounce things correctly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's going to be awesome because we're amazing. So, yeah. here is that. Yeah. That was my elevator pitch <laughs> for you. So. The elevator pitch for this episode, which they're already listening. So, yes. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it'll be good to, like, watch this uh, show when it comes out. We're knowing what's going to happen, right? Yeah. Yeah, so yes. you can be like, oh, this is not how it happened in real life or whatever. Yeah, you can yeah. be that Although, person for your friends. I do believe we're going to get into this later, but I believe this um, show is going to be pretty factual. Mm-hmm. And if other shows, at least Brazilian shows on Netflix, are any of any, um, what am I trying to say? I don't know. Of like can be compared to it. Mm-hmm. Most of the Netflix shows, whether we like it or not, my dear <laughs> people from the left side in Brazil, they are pretty like factually accurate, mm-hmm. whether we like it or not. Yeah. So, so Francisco Wallace Cavalcante de Souza was born on August twelfth, nineteen fifty eight, in Manaus, Amazonas. He also had two brothers, Carlos and Fausto Souza. Who will become relevant to this narrative later? Oh my god. I almost for... I, 
they're gonna say Fausto Souza and who became a president was no he's Fausto Silva right <laughs> yes, and I was like yes. no there's just no way I didn't make this connection yeah <laughs> Carol's face was like her wheels were turning and I'm like wrong wheels <laughs> wrong but, person yeah because this is big uh, prisoner yeah. that's on every Sunday that his name is also Fausto so it's like wait there's more than one Fausto in Brazil right so yes mm-hmm. <laughs> so Wallace or Wallacey are we saying the Brazilianized or Americanized no we're saying Brazil okay, Brazil so Wallacey so Wallacey so I, I, I can't even Wallacey as he would become known would join the Brazilian Civil Police in 1979 where he would have an eight-year career until he got fired in 1987 after he was found stealing gasoline from the police. Fucking gasoline. Like, you can steal paper clips and be better than fucking gas. Yeah. Stealing gasoline. I mean... And, like, mind you, the civil police in Brazil, it's a, one of the hardest branches of police to get into. Mm-hmm. So to go through all of that, and get fired over gasoline. <laughs> Anyways, after getting his ass fired, he would dive into two very lucrative fields in Brazil. Politics and media. He started hosting the po- the police slash investigative show Canal Livre in the TV Rio Negro Network in 1996, which was also the year when he first ran for political office. So he ran like as a councilman, and I feel like if you're on a, on TV and you're running for office, you're you win, right? My landlady ran for office as a councilwoman in Brazil. Yeah, <laughs> and it was funny because like it was after I moved out of the house that she owned, mm-hmm. and I like because you know uh, we've mentioned this here before, but in Brazil there's the political hour on the mm-hmm. TV which you cannot escape. You will have to watch an hour yeah. of political advertisement, whether you like it or not, mm-hmm. unless you have cable TV, which we didn't. Yeah, um, and it's, it's really funny because it every candidate only has like, it's something like 10, 10 seconds. seconds. <laughs> so, th- so it's yeah. basically like, I'm Carol, vote for me. And then next one, I'm exactly. Stephanie, vote for me. It's, it's, that's that. Vote for me. Only Get that for like an hour. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's basically I'm for that. the family, abortion, and the flag. And then next you know, it's exactly. like some weird stuff. Yeah, it's, it's some so really funny. I remember seeing my landlady. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I like, and then like I watched it because it's every day for like a month yeah. or so. And then I was like, I'm going to watch this tomorrow just to make sure that I see. No, and it's <gasps> it funny because my sister and I, we used to play this game where we would pick boyfriends out of the candidates but obviously <laughs> yeah, that's sisters, a great poll. we would no we would pick the ugliest uh, ones to be each other's boyfriends uh, <laughs> so it's like and they have like candidates named after superheroes so there's like batman of belo horizonte <laughs> like stuff like that like um, i remember <laughs> so one that was like the little fat man from me too and his <laughs> stephanie his whole ad was just a jingle that and the only thing he did guys i'm not making this up i swear to god i'm honest i'm being completely honest the only thing he did in the ad was eat a watermelon he was just there eating a watermelon and that's it and like i i really hope he won because that's amazing because it's been what 15 <laughs> years and i still remember it so amazing no, like i wish our listeners 
It's peak boy jeans. I have, I know, I have a video compilation of political oh jingles somewhere in my computer, and it's like so funny. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I'm so sorry. Keep we going. Gonna, we gotta have a Facebook group someday, and you guys are gonna yes, and we can do this. Yeah, you guys are gonna see group. all of that. So where was I? <laughs> uh, we're talking about political office. Well, Wallace didn't win, unfortunately. Unfortunately. So he only got 896 votes. So he was not elected, obviously. So his show would transition into a different network. So it was at Canal Livre. No, it was at Rio Negro. Now it's at TV TV Manaus. Under a new name called Programa Canal Livre. In which he would... uh, also count with his brothers as collaborators. And they would cover a variety of true crime stories, such as kidnappings, murders, and drug trafficking. So, people have always been interested in true crime. You know what I mean? Just, yep. just yeah, it's not a fucking today phenomenon. So, uh, three men called, the three men called themselves the Courage Brothers, in most coraging, right? Which is an allusion to the famous Brazilian ten- telenovela, Irmãos Coragem. Irmãos Coragem is one of the most famous telenovelas mm-hmm. in Brazil. I think it was the first, like, full-length telenovela in Brazil. It's from 1970. Mm-hmm. And if you like telenovelas, stay tuned. Right, Carol? Maybe. Just, just stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Just putting it out there. Is that a spoiler for something? Upcoming project? Maybe? I don't know. Maybe. But his show... Just going back, like I looked up some <laughs> clips of his show. Uh. It looks like a mix of, uh, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, Datena, mm-hmm. Balanço Geral. <laughs> yes, it looked like a mix of that, uh. and also I sort of felt like it was a, a knockoff version of Aqui Agora. I don't know if you rem- mm. you probably don't remember that show no. very well, but it was like a '90s TV show where they had Gil Gomes. Oh, was you, like yeah. the most epic uh, true crime uh-huh. reporter in Brazil. So I and like Aqui Agora was first launched, I think, in 1991. Well, they had like an 80s version of mm-hmm. it, and then they had like a 90s version. And I'm pretty sure that the 90s version was launched before uh, Programa Canal Livre. So I wonder if like he watched that and he, you know, got the idea out of that. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense that he's, like, basing himself in other true crime reporters that... Yeah. Yeah. Especially because it's, like, a regional thing, so he has to kind of, like... He does, he can't really, like, be too of interest. He can probably have to, like, play off of what people already know and what already like, you know? Yeah. And so. uh, can I just say, when I was uh, researching this, I stumbled across some... Um, some american or like english um articles and i did not like the fact that they were call basically calling manaus a violent jungle <laughs> like m- like i'm sorry just because it's in amazonas which is near the amazon forest yeah. it doesn't mean that it's like people hanging off of trees like manaus, you guys need to be more sensitive yeah. manaus is like, probably like an hour from florida it's like really like up there and it's a big, yeah, big city. Exactly. Manaus, they have like the the big uh, factory thing there that like most of the stuff yeah. that are made in Brazil are from Manaus. So like, don't act like this is like the middle of the mm-hmm. Amazon forest. Yeah, I mean, it's that thing. Like the middle of the jungle 
is the middle of the jungle. Anywhere, anything else is not. So exactly, mm-hmm. I think is the best way to put it. Wallace he, uh, ran for office, and this time he won the state deputy hmm. position under the Workers' Party in 1998 whoop, whoop. with over 51,000 votes. Holy shit. So a lot of people believe that he won that uh, that election because his show became like very well known. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would run for over a decade, sometimes even beating TV giant Global in ratings Ooh. and became a staple of invest- investigative journalism in Brazil or so it would appear. <laughs> he got reelected in 2002 and then in 2006, I think he had like 40,000 votes-ish in each of those elections. And the last election in 2006 uh, would break records for the state deputy votes in Amazonas. Wow. Like all good things though, his reign would come to an end shortly afterwards. <laughs> so... Here's how things started getting real. By the end of 2008, rumors were circulating that Wallace and his family might have been involved in criminal activities. I believe, like, police was sort of, like, low-key looking into him for about a year before they actually got onto something. Because, you know, police in Brazil, like, they see someone being successful, they're like, let me just make sure that there's nothing wrong here. Because, you know, yeah. yeah. His bodyguard, a uh, former mil- military police officer, Moacy Jorge Pereira Costa, also known as Moa, was arrested, uh, suspected of killing nine people. Holy shit. And he spilled every single bean <laughs> to the police. <gasps> like, every bean that he had, he spilled. just threw the beans at the table. <laughs> Not even just spilling, like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He told them that Wallace and his son, Rafael, had ordered a hit on federal judge, Ma- not Maísa, Jaiza Maria Pinto Frashi in 2007. Why Why did I say Maísa? I'm so sorry. She's... I'm so sorry, Your Honor. Yeah. I, I'm very sorry. So, Jaiza, she's a really cool, badass woman. Mm-hmm. She's known for her work in both civil and criminal suits involving constitutional crimes mm-hmm. and also crimes against indigenous people huh. which is super cool uh, which if you don't know most of our indigenous population is in the north of brazil in states like amazonas yeah. para and such and if you know so it's nice most of our indigenous population is being murdered right now as we speak yeah as we speak so that's a nice thought you know to sleep thinking about that and how there's nothing being done whatsoever i really want to do an episode yeah. on it like the recent most recent cases because yeah. there's like some big ones but you know it's something that has been happening this year because of a certain government but anyways i don't want to say anything because i don't want to be implicating the dictatorship and the torturing that will ine- inevitably come if an impeachment doesn't so next sorry yeah so it's <laughs> nice to know that there is someone out there especially at a capacity of a federal judge who's fighting for indigenous people. She mm-hmm. actually, last year, she received like a medal of honor for all the work oh, that man, she's that's done. that's awesome. So, spoiler alert, she did not die. The hit was not mm-hmm. successful. So she, the reason for the hit is because she was responsible for the temporary arrest of Wallace's right-hand man, former military police colonel, Felipe Rio, 
Felipe Rio Branco. Felipe Rio Branco Arce. Jair oh Universal. my god, I thought it was Felipe Rio, Ban Rio Branco Ar Acre. Acre. Yeah, and I was like, I what kind of name is that? No, when I read it. No, because Rio Branco, guys. Rio Branco is the capital of a state. Of, of a state Acre. named Acre. So and that's his like, name is literally like Acre, but like spelled incorrectly. Yeah, so it's like, it's like if a guy was named Felipe Tallahassee, Florida. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, it's yes. like fucking... Yeah, but it's not Florida. Acre is Arce. Yeah. So, Jaiza herself told reporters back in 2009 that Felipe was completely enraged at the arrest and that he started planning a hit on her with Wallace's help right then and there. She would survive because the hitman refused to go through with the deal after finding out that the victim was a federal judge. As you might know from our Patricia Ascioli mm -hmm. um, episode, you know, hits on judges in Brazil. It's like very fucking very, gone, yeah. unfortunately. Judges, prosecutors, like big police officers. Mm -hmm. If you don't bend to the Militia rules or the know. requests, yeah. you're fucked. And these are ex-police officers, guys. Yeah, it's Keep always militia. Mind. Yeah, it's yeah. it's not like any criminal. You know, these yeah. are ex-police officers. It's tough. Yeah. So, uh, the hitman was a man named, Carol, do not laugh. I'm already laughing. Luis Pulga. <laughs> oh, my God. How do you say? Oh, Tick. Tick, yeah. So, so his name is Luis Tick. Criminals like need to start choosing names that we can take seriously. Because, <laughs> like, this is too much. I'm sorry, that's his real name. Yeah, the other ones so, were like Shusha and Pelé. What else? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Fucking... Acre. Acre. <laughs> yeah. So, unfortunately for Luis, um, his murder was caught on surveillance camera after two men in a motorcycle ambushed him and shot him dead. Oh, boy. According to testimony, he planned on reporting the hit to the public ministry. And it was then that he was ordered dead. So, not only did he refuse to kill her, but he was actually going to do something or try to do something to bring the people who wanted to kill her down, but they got to him first. That kind of sucks, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how much can you sympathize with a hitman, right? But I yeah. guess, yeah. I mean, I guess. According to the Intelligence Secretary of Amazonas, his name is Tomás Augusto Correa Vasconcelos, I think we should start like a contest on this podcast for who has the longest name. Because Pedro. I, have... <laughs> I was about to say Don Pedro Premier. Yeah. Pedro, Rafael, Manuel. Wasn't that his fault? No, I'm going to save this to the end of the episode. I'm going to read. Okay. Write that down. Don Pedro Don Primero's Pedro first. No, Don the Pedro Primero's full name and Don Pedro Segundo's full name because <laughs> both of them. Is the father and the son. Go ahead, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, anyways. So, uh, he says that investigations on the case pointed to the brothers fabricating stories and investigating crimes so they would have content for their show. As a content creator, that is tempting, but we shall not <laughs> do that. Fucking, oh, come on. So, another anonymous witness, an attorney, an attorney testified that... Uh, Wallace and his crew would show up to one of the client's houses, physically and verbally assaulting them, and then record a piece at the house for the show. Yep. And record a piece on the case for the show. 
Yeah. <sighs> yeah, so Ugh. if they, like, suspected someone was, like, a criminal or something, they, like... Obviously, they wouldn't do this with, like, the big fish. Yeah. But, like, uh, but, like they just show up and be like, oh, vagabundo, blah, blah, blah. I and heard you're like, selling drugs. Kind yeah, of thing. exactly. Yeah. So, on April 25th, 2009, civil police got a sh- search warrant for Wallace's house. So, while conducting the search, he went as far as to threaten the officers while stating that he would return to the same police department and show them that he would become security secretary for the state. So it's like, while you're searching me now, <laughs> I'll be your boss soon and then you'll be sorry. Kind of like yeah, pre- exactly. Pretty Woman, the police department. But the most complicated ploy of everything that I've ever heard. Right? Like, <laughs> is that so going, that's going to help you a lot. Mm-hmm. Keep, keep threatening them. So during the search... Officers found a safe with two thousand two hundred and fifty thousand hay eyes in five. Hey ice. Yeah, hay ice. Want to say that again? Hey ice. Hey ice, and fifteen thousand U.S. dollars, which neither Wallace nor his son could identify the source of. They also found guns, including some that were restricted for certain branches of law enforcement throughout the house. Uh, they also found bullet shell castings, casings, which would later be revealed through forensic testing to have come from a crime scene. So yeah, they came from the murder of drug dealer of a drug dealer known as Bebechino. State officials then initiated investigations to track down the source that had handed said casings to the family and a relative of Bebechino, saying that. Stated that uh, they had been gave it, given to prosecute to prosecutor Welber Nascimento, Welber, Welber Nascimento, Welber, yeah, Welber, who then handed them to Rafael. As expected, Welber denied any and all accusations, claiming that it was all a plot to smear his name, Surgeon, Surgeon. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, so th- there's a lot of incriminating shit at their house. Yeah, it's just at least get rid of the evidence. Just saying. Yeah, so Rafael admitted to officers that all the crap that they found at the house was his, and he was promptly arrested. Wallace and his brothers tried to hamper the investigation as much as they could, and since he was part of the parliament... Police couldn't really arrest him right then and there because of this amazing uh, thing that we have in Brazil called Foro Privilegiado. I don't even know how to explain what Foro Privilegiado is and not make it... I just said that basically it just gives certain people who hold political office legal immunity. Basically. That's basically it. Basically, like, no one can touch you Mm because you hold political office. Disadvantage wouldn't last very long, though. In an unexpected turn of events, well, unexpected to all of you, at least. <laughs> On October 1st, 2009, members of the Legislative Assembly of Amazonas would vote to kick his dumbass out. <laughs> yeah. 16 people voted in favor of it, to be specific. So he lost his mandate. He dressed in white and carried a Bible in his hands while literally crying about it in public 
on the floor of the assembly, and only one person showed him any support. <laughs> Deputy Wilson Lisboa, who also presided over the assembly session. So there are like pictures of him like crying on this day. And they're like, oh my god, I'm so innocent. I'll I just wanted to be me. famous. Yeah, I yeah. just wanted to kill some people, so I had like a case. Like, and oh, so here's the thing. No, actually, I'll get to that later. Um, without his legal immunity, Wallace was pretty much toast. Temporary warrant for his arrest was issued on October 5th, and he tried to evade police without much success for four days before surrendering on the 9th. Although he did not have a college degree, which we've already mentioned here before, mm-hmm. if you have a college degree in Brazil and you go to prison, you get special treatment because you're a good boy and he went to school. <laughs> Um, even though you barely get into debt in Brazil because, you know, they don't extort people mm-hmm. for a degree. America. And there's public universities that you can just go for free. Yeah, which is ironic because the rich people go to public universities. Yeah, exactly. That's a whole... Fucking, we'll talk about that. That's another loophole, another fucking rabbit hole that, I mean, anyways. Yeah. So, although he didn't have a college degree... He was housed in a special cell in the 1st Battalion of the Shock Police. So, we've already been through this. There's, mm-hmm. like, a million different polices in Brazil. I'm not going to go through <laughs> the, the detail of, like, translating all of them. But just let's just stick with Shock Police. It's just a different police mm-hmm. force. As officers were afraid something might happen to him if he was left with other prisoners. Um, because, you know, he was suspected in the death of Bebetinho. Mm-hmm. which is uh, funny because yeah. Bebeto is a famous soccer player. <laughs> so I wonder if that guy looked like Bebeto. Um, yeah. So obviously they don't want to leave him in like general population because mm-hmm. that's just going to be bad. So after Wallace's arrest, a new case linked to his, to his became headlines when a former producer of his show, Vanessa Lima, was accused by Patricia Almeida, the sister of drug dealer Franquezinho. There's no big drug dealers. It's always small drug dealers, right? It's always it's make them cute. Yeah, it's like I'm just that stealing jeans, a little bit pequeno. of weed. Yeah, it's just it's, it's just it's just drugs. Like it's no violence. All right. Exactly. Yeah, this way it's it a harmless like. crime. It's I mean, I don't believe drugs in itself are harmless, but these guys are bad. they're bad people. Like, you know, violence and, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah. So, it's not the drugs. It's the violence around it. Anyways. So, mm-hmm. so the uh, drug dealer's name was Franquezinho do Quarenta. So, the sister of that guy accused Vanessa, the producer, of being involved with drug deals in Amazonas. She testified to the public safety secretary of Amazonas for three hours in November 11th, did not, on November 11th denying uh, all the claims and saying that Patricia had reached out to her after Rafael was sentenced to 11 years in prison for association with the drug trafficking. A warrant for her uh, temporary arrest was issued on the same date, and she was arrested on December 10th under the same charges as Rafael. So shortly after this arrest, Wallace, after his arrest, Wallace started having health issues he complained about chest and abdominal pain and he was in the hospital for three months before being released and sent home to remain under house arrest on february 16th 2010 
on March 18th, on March 18th, oh my God, on, Mar- on March 18th, now diagnosed with a chronic liver disease. On March 18th, now diagnosed with a chronic liver disease, he was sent to the Bandarantes Hospital in Sao Paulo for treatment. His state worsened by, Ju- by June 11th due to complications on in his kidneys and lungs, and he was sent to the ICU, and later he would be put under a coma, breathing with the help of machines. This whole time, he was being closely watched by f- the federal police agents. His family pleaded with judges to, he- to have him transferred to a hospital in Miami, but requests would be denied. We're talking Miami, Florida, not Miami, Brazil. You know what I mean? Like, they're asking to transfer this prisoner to fucking Miami, like, what kind of thing, what kind of loophole is this, you know? Like, what are they expecting? Well, they were alleging that, like, he couldn't get the proper care in Brazil, which a lot of, if you don't know this, Americans, you mm-hmm. might not like it, but a lot of rich people from Brazil come here to, for health care. Yeah. Um, which I can't speak for Miami, but in Boston, it's not even <laughs> that great. Um, so, yeah. Anyway. So, Wallace actually died on July 27th, 2010 from, from a cardiac arrest. His family and lawyers swore up and down that all the accusations against him were false and even attempted to claim that he had been killed by the state. I don't think he was being denied care. That that would not count as, you know. Yeah, and like they fucking transferred him to Sao Paulo. They they were under no obligation to do that. Like, if they really wanted to kill him, they could have just left him in the hospital that didn't have the right machinery or like doctors Mm -hmm. for him. But they were willing to transfer him. I yeah. think his family was just like they just couldn't accept the um the fact that he was dead. Mhm. Yeah. So on May 11th, 2010, a producer and reporter from uh his show, Gisele Vaz, stated mm-hmm. to police that she had been present during a meeting where Wallace and three other people planned the hit on Jaiza Fashion. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, on May 8th, 2019, so just a few days ago, his brothers mm-hmm. Carlos and Fausto were sentenced to 15 years in prison for their involvement with drug trafficking and also mandated to pay a fine of uh, 55411 reais and 16 cents. <laughs> <laughs> As one would expect, they swear up and down that they are innocent. Yeah, sure. To this date, there's no official list or number of victims for the Courage Brothers. Uh, Wallace's family is said to have revealed all of the juicy details and private information to the creators of the show Killer Ratings. So we can't wait to see that. So Yeah, I want to watch it so much. I want to watch it really bad. So I read a bunch of uh, news uh, reports on this uh, whole ordeal. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that they said is that they would kill uh, or order a hit. I don't think Mm -hmm. they actually like physically killed anyone. I think they ordered a hit. um, And they obviously got the casings as proof that the person was killed by the hitman. But uh, it said that they would order a hit on, like, criminals or drug dealers. 
And then they would call the police themselves and be like, oh, I, I heard something weird on the street. Mm-hmm. And then they would be the first people on the scene to report on it. Yeah, that's complicated. Which is yeah. so fucked up. Like, it feels like an episode of, like, Criminal Minds or something. But it's, like, real life. It happened, guys. Yeah. I think that they should they should have been called, instead of the Courage Brothers, the Nerve Brothers. <laughs> the Nerve Brothers, yes. Yeah. I've been no, holding like, this in for a while. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, police, like, uh, did the whole uh, search warrant, at their house at well Wallace's house they found a I, I read that they found a list inside the safe but it doesn't really say a list of what it just said a list so I wonder if it was like a list of people grocery that store. they put hits on a grocery store yeah. in, in the safe but I wonder like what what was the list of like I kept looking for like new articles I was like okay where the fuck is the list like I want to know what the list was for but it didn't really say that mm-hmm. But you think, so his show ran from 1996 mm-hmm. to 2009. Can you just think yeah. of how many people that were not even, not even supposed to be on the show were on the show because he wanted ratings. He wanted to be the first person on scene. He wanted to have all the juicy details. It sucks because it's like it was a popular show. I think that yeah. they probably had the funds to, you know, work really close to the police and probably, you know, do some like dirty investigating, even like not dirty, but yeah. you know what I mean, like be like really up close and like they probably had uh, the opportunity to do that and, you know, work hard to get those stories instead of actually fabricating them. Not fabricating, but like, you know, forcing the stories, rather. To happen, yeah. Yeah. And it's not like there's not enough crimes. In In Brazil. Yeah, not even, like, if you're talking just about Manaus or just about, like, Amazonas, that's probably, like, new stuff. Like, unless it's, like, a twice-daily show, then, of course, you'll run out of shit fast. But, like, you're talking about, like, it's so, like, it's, uh, I don't know. I I, I don't understand it. I don't understand it at all. You know what's the randomest thing? I was looking, uh, trying to find more information on the show itself when it was on. Mm-hmm. And I saw some reports that the show was on at like noon. <laughs> and I was like, okay then. Because if I remember correctly, Akia Gata was on at like 9 at night. Or something like that. And, like, Gio Gomez, I remember he was in another show. I forgot. But I remember when I was little, Gio Gomez's voice literally, like, it drove chills to my up my spine. Yeah. Like, it was not... It, I was... Mm, mm. Yeah. And they don't talk was, like we talk to crime, you know? It's, no. like, scary and ominous and, like... Yeah. Yeah, it's some scary shit. I was terrified of murders in Brazil. But then I was, like... You know, you know what? I, I, it doesn't have to be that, you know, like it's, I don't know. No, like back in the 80s, my mom was uh, training to get into the police academy. Mm-hmm. She was a PI, actually. So uh, I forget why. I don't, 
I don't remember if she like didn't pass a test or something, but uh, she used, my sister always tells me that my mom used to have like all these weird ass like newspaper clippings of like murders and stuff. And my sister would be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, uh, it's stuff like that. Like, it's so different. It's like, yeah. I mean, I know that, like, at least with the radio shows, like, in the 70s, they used to have, uh, like, early ones. Because, I mean, the only thing I can think of, like, you know, noon is, like, you're getting the housewives making lunch, you know? So yeah. maybe that was that. That was the um, audience. But noon is a good spot. You know, noon to, like, one, right? Because mm-hmm. it's, like, the kids are coming home from school and then you turn the TV on and you know what I mean? But that's like, I feel like that's inappropriate. Oh, totally. But who cares, right? Yeah, well, it was the 90s. So yeah, was exactly. Yeah. That was by far the least inappropriate things in a TV in Brazil. We should totally do like a, you know, post like a those videos. But you know, the Google. Yeah. I think that's a good yeah. thing to, you know, kind of dilute the horribleness of this showdown. We just talk about those things. The 90s in Brazil was like the far west. No rules. You know, limits? No limits. Yeah. The only rule is that there's no rules. For sure. Exactly. No, the 90s were a great time. Honestly, yeah. I'm glad I grew up dancing on top of a, <laughs> a, a fucking beer bottle. <laughs> twerking on, on top of a beer bottle. Like, and I, I even had my, I had my Lombada outfit. Lombada was known as the uh, forbidden dance. Yeah. And people thought it was a good idea for my sister and I to have an outfit <laughs> for the forbidden dance when I was four and she was nine. <laughs> like, that's kind of adorable though. Is it though? It's the Not forbidden really, dance. But yeah. Like, <laughs> forbidden like it's literally it's called a forbidden like why would you do this to your kid <laughs> like i'm not judging my parents though because that was just that was the norm mm-hmm. but like looking back on it now i'm like hmm. and it's funny because the same parents who raised us dancing mm-hmm. on top of the fucking beer bottle dancing the fucking forbidden dance watching banheiro do gugu are the same people who are like oh people nowadays are so perverted i'm like really mm-hmm People nowadays <gasps> are pervert. Like yeah, now nowadays back in my day kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like when now, back in my day, it was a lot worse actually. Right nowadays, not when I was twerking on top of a beer mm-hmm. bar. Yeah, nowadays is is the bad phase. Okay, yeah. like I'm out. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm just like that was this video that kind of nothing went viral, but I saw it like through the American part of my internet of like um that ad of for for that um shusha is it like a i think it's like a, some kind of shoe like a sandal or something that is the so name of the shusha. yeah so the shusha but the name of this the shoe is like love shoe which uh-huh. yeah uh-huh. yeah and then the, but the ad is some kid it's like little kids moaning basically like yep. oh i love you Oh, kind of thing, which it can be really dirty, but that that thing kind of gave me the sh- the chills, you know, dude. But I was yeah, so I was that's yeah, that was in the that's. I mean, I'm not sure if they didn't think it was bad or what. Or they just didn't like see the malice in that kind of thing. 
But do you remember the freaking Chiazinha sandal that Chia came Zinha. with the mask? Guys, Chia it Zinha came with the mask. <laughs> it came with the fucking this woman. <laughs> she's a beautiful woman, yeah. Susanna Alves. She's beautiful. Uh, my sister had the same haircut as her, uh. and she thought that she was a shit. Anyway, <laughs> my sister was not the shit. Um, so she's a beautiful woman, but she was a dancer in mm-hmm. a very famous show called um, Programa Ga. But she danced, mm-hmm. but like in really like skimpy outfits. Yeah, she was like a so, character. Yeah, it was her character. It was sort of like Catwoman, but like Brazil. Yeah, it was like Catwoman, but more like dominatrix and stuff. So she yes, had like a yes. had like a whip and like a yeah, um, exactly uh, a mask. So yeah, but kids used to love it. Yeah, yeah, no, but like, why would you think that that that's that's the person that you want to model a a kid's sandal? Uh-huh afterward like and they they like used to come like like little like pieces of like um fig- how's it called like figurine like a little picture of her like in uh bubble gum and stuff ever seen those yes yes and it looks like those. literal porn like because she's you know what i mean what we she's uh, like associate provocative poses yeah. and stuff yeah which i think is cool because it creates a very liberal society and i think that is positive in many ways but you know we didn't learn anything from it because now we're just traveling to everybody yeah it's like it's a very conservative era that participated on those kinds of things in the 90s and right now it's like like yeah it's as if nothing like that ever happened and just now we're trying to you know corrupt the family values and that kind of thing when those like it's always been happening right it it was worse in the 90s oh it was worse yeah there was that um I mean, the clips are just hilarious. There's like that uh, a TV show, Programa do Gugu, that used to do like, it was literally famous people dressed in nothing. <laughs> and then they would put like them in a, um, like a plastic uh, bathtub. Not bathtub, like a, a pool, like a plastic, like kiddie pool. Like no, big it, was a, it was a bathtub. A bathtub, yeah. Yeah. And like they had to wrestle someone in there. Course. Yeah, Obviously, they had to wrestle the yeah. the because okay, so program Google. He had Google, who was the the guy who mm-hmm. presented it, and he Google had free, like free rat, assistant right? free rat, free rat, yeah, <laughs> Liberat. Liberat. <laughs> no, so he had like he had his like little assistants who were like women who would like retrieve things for him, or like when a singer came in, they would dance. So mm-hmm. the famous people had to wrestle these women in a bikini they were wearing a bikini mm-hmm. and they had to wrestle them inside a bathtub and find a bear um uh, not a bear a bar soap yeah and they had to find like the people i think they had to find like a number of bar soaps and then they won mm-hmm. but it was like if you look at it have you seen those like clips of like women yeah. wrestling in the mud it's like that. yeah it's like that but even more i think explicit because with the mud, you don't see. You just see, you just see like shapes, you mm-hmm. know. But with the soap, you're seeing everything. Everything. Yeah. And it, you guys remember the '90s uh, swimming suits? They're coming back, like the ones that go all the way up to your throat. Yeah. Those were them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was thongs too. Yeah, even in Brazil. Tanya, in Brazil, yeah. In Brazil, you're not wearing this whole granny panty thing that mm-hmm. they do here. That, you know when you go to Forever 21 and there's like the types of bikinis and the smallest one is called Brazilian? Well, ours mm-hmm. is smaller than that. That is too big for Brazil. 
So, which I appraise. We have fantastic asses and we have to show it. It's fine. I mean, Anyways, I would, but yeah. I have stretch marks, so it's not yeah. going to happen. I would, but I don't like going to the beach. I'm too white. I'm too pale for that. It's like a no, I love ghost. It. Yeah, it's like shiny. But it's funny because I literally come back looking like a piece of charcoal. Yeah. Because I, like, I, like, with me, it's either all or nothing. I can go to Mm -hmm. the beach and sit there for six hours and stay my brown self. Or I can go and stay 30 minutes and come back (laughs) looking like charcoal. Yeah. It's like, there's no in between. I mean, I, incredibly, I tan easily. Like, you know, if I go to the beach, like, I'll tan. Like, it's not like you know i'll get like super red and stuff but i just don't like it you know i don't know so i feel like you don't like the heat i I could yeah i don't like the heat it's too sweaty i don't like the smell of fucking sunscreen i have like some weird stuff you guys don't need to know about that but like i have weird like touch things where like i cannot touch things that people have touched i cannot step on places people have stepped it's like some weird ocd shit that i have and beaches are i have a hard time you know so yeah, mm-mm, mm-mm. I'd rather have a winter fun where everything is gloved, everything is covered, and I don't have to worry about that kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, but that's not fun because I have. Uh, anyways, I have a thing that doesn't work with cold. But anyways, uh, next uh, information for a different podcast. <laughs> so yeah. I anyway, told sorry, you guys, guys that I was going to read you mm-hmm. some names. Of our our uh, short lived monarchy in Brazil, the <laughs> Brazilian Empire, as it was known, the first emperor of Brazil, the first emperor of Brazil was Dom Pedro I. Mm-hmm. I almost said segundo, but it's not segundo. Mm-hmm. It's primeiro. Uh, what did he do? Didn't he say freedom or death or something? Independência morte. No, it was Independência morte. eu fico. And then Independência morte. Wait, I'm 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 sorry. I'm bad. Mm. I'm bad with uh, Brazilian o, history. O it's been a while. O vírus de pirangas mais fáceis. O grito era cobrado retumbante. No, I still know how to sing the national yeah. anthem, but I want to remember exactly what he said. Oh yeah, para meu sangue, minha honra, meu Deus, juro I swear to give a freedom to Brazil, Brazilians. Mm-hmm. May our word of order be independence or death, mm-hmm. which was very emotional. Independence from Portugal. Because, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So his full name was Pedro de Alcântara, Francisco Antônio, João Carlos Xavier, de Paula Miguel, Rafael, Joaquim José, Gonzaga, Pascoal, Cipriano, Serafim, de Bragança e Bourbon. Put so a beat on that can, and fucking lit <laughs> rap. Song. You can have Matt say this. Um, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. That's going to be his first Portuguese lesson. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Not only the... him. Not only him. Hold mm. on. Mm. His children also had great mm. names. And even his daughter-in-law. So his son, who is... Named after him, Dom Pedro II, mm-hmm. which is also a famous avenue in my hometown, Brazil. His name was Pedro de Alcântara, João Carlos Leopoldo, Salvador Bibiano, Francisco Xavier de Paula, Leocádio, Miguel Gabriel, Rafael Gonzaga de Bragança e Bourbon. So that was his son. His daughter 
his daughter was. Mm -hmm. Maria Amelia Augusta Eugenia Josue... No. Let me start this again. <laughs> okay. Right. I... Maria Amelia Augusta Eugenia Josefina Luisa Teodolinda. Teodolinda. Francisca Xavier de Paula Micaela Gabriela Rafaela Gonzaga. See? And his daughter-in-law... Mm. Who is, her name is also a famous avenue in my hometown, <laughs> which is named Avenues after like historical yeah. figures. Teresa Cristina, Maria Josefa, Gaspar, Baltazar, Melchior, Januária, Rosália, Lúcia, Francisca de Assis, Isabel Francisca de Pádua, Donata Bonosa, Andréa de Avelino, Rita Liutigarda, Gertrude Venância, Tadeia, Spiridione, Roca Matilde. Nice. So, uh, which one's going to be your kid's name? Um, I think my kid's going to be uh, Maria Amelia. <laughs> I think that's going to be it. Who are you going to pick for your child's name? Okay, hang on. Can you imagine if Americans yeah. like did stuff like this? I want to read another um, name of uh, royalty. Hang on. Okay, okay, okay. Nath Natini, Natili Nohani, Savik de Alburquete, Pampik de Latossani de Bolda, mais conhecida como Danusa Daisy Madalene Leona, Mary Chevrolet da Bolda Gasparri, a mulher jamais falada, a menina jamais igualada, conhecidíssima como a noite de Paris, poderosíssima como a espada de um samurai. Eu sou apertada com uma bacia, eu sou enxuta com uma melancia. Tenho dois filhozinhos, um zoiudinho e um outro barrigudinho. Casei com o dono da Parmalat e virei mamífera, só mamo. Pertence à família imperial brasileira de Orleans Bragança. Penetração difícil. Yeah. Wow. That's a big meme. You guys are never <laughs> going to understand. I shouldn't have read all that. But yeah, that's what those, all those names sound like to me. Like, it's just... Exactly. Yeah. No, and it's funny because there are still... You guys, this is so pathetic. Um, there are still people in Brazil who are, quote-unquote, descendants of the imperial <laughs> family. But they don't, like, they're nobodies because Brazil is not a monarchy anymore you know, or an they empire. They tried to make it a monarchy, like, in, like right after the, the dictatorship. They tried to, like, reevaluate the whole yeah, system. Yeah, no, My but dad voted for it to be a monarchy again. He was like, yeah, I want that. And those people are, like, jackasses. I can say it, right? They are, like, now they're, like, in government, too. And it's bad. <laughs> it's not good. So, but, like... These people are in Brazil, mm -hmm. and they're like, "Oh, I am Prince such and such and such." Like, <laughs> if you see this kid's, this guy must be my. It's so pathetic. It looks like his mommy dressed him up, and uh, he's like, "Oh, I am the Prince of Brazil." I'm like, "Sir, you're the Prince of the Poppers. Like, there is no, <laughs> there's no modern. Like, yeah." Who are you? And these people, like, they hold on to it, like, with all their might. Like, yes, I am a prince. I'm like, mm, actually, you're not. You're just, like, some random person mm -hmm. with a fancy last name. You're, mm -hmm. like, five. Like, you're not even five. You're, like, ten generations into Brazil. So just accept that you are Brazilian. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Yep. Yeah. So... It's like you're gonna count like, I mean, it makes sense. Like, yeah, I'm first generation Brazilian. I'm you know first generation American, whatever. But if you count, it's like yeah, I'm second, uh, like twenty second generation Brazilian. It's like, 
you know you like, don't no you one cares anymore. yourself yeah exactly like you don't have any aspects of the culture of the country that you claim you're you know part of so exactly yeah like it doesn't make sense to you know claim that as part of your identity i'm sorry it just doesn't i feel like there obviously there are exceptions to the rule but like most of the time if you are mm-hmm. a fucking second generation that you're just like whatever country you're in you're, you're brazilian bro like yeah I like, mean, I, unless you yeah. have a very like traditional family, like I know that Jewish people in Brazil mm-hmm. are like super traditional and stuff like yeah, that. That's exactly. different. But like, if you're like descendant of like poor people, like Kara and I, <laughs> no one cares. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my grandpa came in a ship from Italy. Yeah, he was in the basement with the rats. <laughs> like, like, chill the fuck out. Like, yeah. oh boy. Yeah. Uh, anyways, you guys. Anyways, uh, shout outs this week. I want to shout out people from. Okay, drum rolls. Ashburn, Virginia. Yeah, shout out to the people that have been listening to us from Ashburn, Virginia. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and just them. None of the rest of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Fucking rude. <laughs> yeah anyways uh i hope you guys enjoy the week and i hope you guys have a good end of the world yeah mm-hmm. and let us know what's gonna be out of all the names that we've told you let us know which one you're gonna pick for your child's name mm-hmm. oh i didn't say what name i was gonna pick uh leopoldina for sure leopoldina, leopoldina yeah she suffered so much though <laughs> she was like he did her you guys you remember that show what was the name of that show about don pedro oh my god oh my god eduardo moscovis was in that show i have no hold idea. on i cannot finish this without <laughs> oh, Infernos. that that you do not do you not remember that show Oh, oh, carol what is wrong with you that that so anyway, he did Lil Pugina real dirty. Mm-hmm. But you should watch it. I wonder if they have it on. No, they they don't have any of the good shows on Global Play. Yeah, Global Play sucks. You'll see that every like, episode now. Yeah, like, come on, just give me what I want. I want a Casa das Sete Mulheres. I want O Quinto dos Infernos. Mm-hmm. I want um, O Jardim de Maria. I want what was that um other with Celton Mello? Oh my god! 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 Walt the Compadecida. Walt the Compadecida, socorro! These are the they things don't that have I want. it. No, they don't have that. Oh, it's such a oh my god! I watched that movie like fifteen times. Yeah, they don't. Have that, that one I have watched, and that one is a good uh, recommendation for anyone that wants to watch Brazilian cinema. Walt the Compadecida. It's a really good. Walt the Compadecida. It's a great mm-hmm. movie. And Celto Mel is like almost unrecognizable. Like You think so? I think he I had think like a so. baby face. Yeah. No, but because like he grew now he's it. playing like, you know, different roles. So it's like if yeah. you know Celto Mel now, it's like a different guy. You know? Oh, you know what I also need? Kubanaka. I loved that <laughs> fucking that was my anyway. I I'm just like nostalgic yeah. for all the telenovelas. <laughs> Anyways, the end of the world already came and we're still talking. We already said goodbye. We're going way past this. 
Okay. Yeah. Ciao. Okay. Ciao. Thank you for listening to another episode of Suspiria, a true crime podcast. If you are a creep and enjoy listening to all of that horrible information, please check out our previous episodes and write us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And also follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram as Suspiria Podcast. Facebook is also Suspiria Podcast. If you want to follow Carol, you can follow her at Suspiria Carol. And you can follow me at eu.steph. Note, none of us post anything interesting. We do, actually. If you have any case suggestions, feel free to drop them over at suspiriapodcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to be part of this podcast, you can also email us. We promise we won't bite. Ciao! Ciao.